everyone, and welcome back to Student Entrepreneur 101. In this episode, I'm thrilled to introduce Sterling Champion, the founder and CEO of The SheMark, a startup on a mission to recognize and certify women-led businesses and create a more inclusive economy. In this episode, you'll learn about Sterling's experience building the SheMark, creating a collaborative and supportive community for women in business, and her goal to empower consumers and companies to make informed decisions that promote gender equity. Sterling, welcome to the podcast. So excited for our conversation today. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show. Please say hello and share one recent win that you and your team at the SheMark have had. Amazing. Um, Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on the podcast and talk about what we're doing at the SheMark. A recent win that we've had at the SheMark. Let's see. We recently, which is actually where I met you, we threw our first in-person event with some of our She Certified community, and it was a huge success. And I'm hoping to do more in the future, but it was a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. That event was incredible just to see so many brilliant women in a space networking sharing their insights and experiences i'm definitely looking forward to the next event and i can't wait yeah i think people really miss that in-person connection after several years on zoom calls so um i think it's really important to get people in a room so they can actually connect and feel each other's energy so it was really cool definitely definitely Well, to start off our conversation today, let's go back to the beginning. I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what inspired you to create the SheMark and if you could share the story behind it. Yeah, I love to tell this. So this all came about from a need that I had as an individual. I was 2017 and at the time I was working at an ad agency in New York and I was the office and culture coordinator. So I was in charge of our happy hours and our holiday parties and running the office and all around culture related things. And I was in charge of a weekly happy hour. And to make them more fun for everybody, I would kind of theme them to the time of year. And it just happened to be International Women's Day. And I was like, okay, how do I celebrate that? Well, why don't I just get snacks and alcohol from women-owned brands and went online thinking there would be some sort of centralized database to figure that information out. Wasn't super helpful. A lot of like blog, blog, blog posts and there were databases, but they weren't, I needed the, I needed the snacks and alcohol that afternoon. So like I couldn't order them online. So I ended up just going into the grocery store and flipping over products, going on their website, looking up who the founder was, a lot of individual brand research. And it was intensive and a lot of the times not even conclusive. Um, You know, a company can be founded by a woman like Annie's, for instance, but that does not mean that they own the company any longer. So I started to kind of expand my criteria to include, um, okay, does this company have women on their team that are in charge, right? I started going on their team pages, their LinkedIn's, and I was like, I need to, in order to supply a full happy hour, I need to kind of look at where women are involved in general. So um, 
got somehow found the snacks I needed and then went to the wine shop and asked the people that worked at the wine shop, do you have any woman-owned wines? And they were like, great question. I don't know. (laughs) So we had, I had to pull up one of those top 10 woman-owned wine blog posts and compare it to their inventory. Mm -hmm. And at the end of all that, I was like, that was way, way too hard. It should be a lot easier. And as a belief-driven as a belief-driven buyer already, I was aware that you could shop with your values in regards to cruelty-free or certified B Corp or certified organic, right? And Absolutely. I was like, well, why can't we apply that same concept to women-led companies and make them easier to find so that you people don't find themselves in the position I was in? And it kind of all started from there. The entire con- concept for who the she mark is today was inspired by that one afternoon. And after that, I started to become really obsessed with the problem. I was like, okay, so maybe there just aren't that many women-owned companies out there, right? So I went to the library, did a ton of research, um, and found out that in the U.S., women own roughly half of all entities. I was like, wow, there are actually a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, but they only see 4% of the revenue. They only hire 8% of the, the employees. So they're, they're tiny. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe it's because they're hard to find that they're not growing or that, you know, they're not receiving enough support. And um, I then started to look at women's placement in the workplace and started learning more about, you know, um, how few women there are at the top as you go up the corporate ladder, started learning more about gender pay gap and all the inequities within the workplace. And um, really, that's what kind of sparked the passion for the idea that I had and being like, wow, this is a huge issue. And this simple idea I had, I have could be contributing to the solution or the evolution towards gender equality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's incredible how you were able to take, you know, this simple, um, you know, experience of trying to find women-owned brands for this happy hour event. And, you know, you realize, hey, there's a big gap here in the information available to consumers about the businesses they are supporting. And so it's great the work that you're doing to be able to raise awareness and help people be able to understand, okay, which brands are women owned and if they want to support, go and support. And I think another really important opportunity that, you know, you, the SheMark opens up for businesses is, as you mentioned, like, maybe the reason that women-owned businesses aren't able to grow or expand in their revenue is because not many people know about them. And now with um, you know increasing value and emphasis on ESG, um, gender equity, specifically in venture capital, I feel like this is just so crucial, the work that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's been really great to see the, uh, the evolution of the public's awareness and mm-hmm. passion quite but um, honestly, about this issue in 2017, when I came up with the idea, um, the focus on women in the workplace was largely around me, the Me Too, the Me Too movement and sexual harassment in the workplace. And I think 
it has evolved into more of an understanding of all the other ways in which women are unequal or receive unequal treatment um, as th- as employees, but also as founders. And I've, um, I'm very grateful. And I feel like the, the timing has been really great. And even though COVID has been a struggle and a challenge, I really think that that's partially why a lot of this has been brought to light and why so many people care about, you know, making values aligned decisions in every aspect of their, of their life. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And, you know, since the start of this idea, you know, once you first pursued the she mark and and making it into the big organization and community that it is today, how have you seen it grow and evolve? I I know that you do have several different certifications within the she mark. Yes. So, I mean, to go from just ideation, right? Like, okay, I have this idea how do certifications even work? Um, you know, how do I figure this out? What's the process like? What's the, what's the criteria like? And then actually executing on it and bringing it into the world and then actually having certified companies in our community that I then have to speak to and work with to, you know, really make sure I'm adding value to their certification. Asian. It's been quite the evolution from the beginning and the way I approach how I work on the uh, the company has changed. Um, we did start with three e-marks, our core three. Um, we are as inclusive as possible. So we meet companies where they are. So we certify um, ownership that she owns. Those are companies that are 50 plus percent owned by women. Um, We also look at the employees as well as a way to include companies that might be owned by men or might be a nonprofit that don't have equity holders um, or a public public company. So the two other core three are she runs that looks at... um, 50 plus percent representation of women who are in positions of power. So who are in charge, not just 50% of employees. Um, That's largely because women enter the workforce roughly equally to men. And then, as I said earlier, as they grow up in the the, the company, fewer and fewer women are represented. So it's really important for us to highlight the companies that are promoting those women into positions of power. Um, And then the third one is She Makes, and that one looks at 50 plus percent representation of women in creative, innovative, and STEM roles. That one was important because usually and typically what is created and innovated at a company is what the public interacts with, right? That could be branding. It could be the actual product design. It could be the UI or UX of a tech product. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be the food you're eating at a restaurant, right? So that one, and that one looks at all employees, not just employees that are in charge, but we really feel like that was impactful within, um, within a company and deserved to to be highlighted. And then the evolution of that core three involved the introduction of our fourth she mark, which is she she governs. And that one looks at 50 plus percent women on the board. Um, 
And really what we're trying to hit on is all of the ways in which women engage with the workplace and meeting them there virtually. I mean, the goal is to virtually be able to um, certify any entity around, around the world, no matter what place they're in and kind of involve everybody in this movement towards gender equitable business. I think so often the focus is on women owned, mm-hmm. um, but the reality is the majority of companies that have the most power are owned and run by men and we need to include them. And we and the vast majority of women engage with the economy as employees. So we thought it was really important to make sure that we provided an opportunity to highlight any effort that you're putting towards gender equality within your company. So we have plans to evolve beyond these four she marks as well. But, um, you know, I really try and stay as present as possible in every like stage of growth. Um, And I remember when we were just uh, like ideating being like, I want to enjoy this because once it's out there, it's out there. And then you're, you know, reacting and responding to problems or challenges that Mm -hmm. um, may not be as fun as, you know, picking your brand colors or designing your logo or coming up with, you know, your core values. Like, so um, the evolution has been fun. But like I said, I've been trying to enjoy every part of it because it it changes as you grow. And then um, it kind of becomes its own entity outside of you, you know. Absolutely. Yes. And I love that since the start, you know, since the ideation phase and the first inception of the SheMark, little by little, you're expanding the reach of companies that you're involving in, um, you know, growing gender equality, gender equity, and the involvement of women's voices in the business world. So I absolutely love it. And I'm excited to see, um, you know, what the SheMark has planned next. Are there any specific milestones or achievements that really stand out to you? I do remember a conversation we had earlier and uh, you mentioned you are, you are actually you know, beyond the United States. You're not just based in LA, not just in California. You've actually been able to uh, establish a really incredible and expansive reach. Yes. So I would say my first major milestone was um, being on product packaging and on people's websites and in storefronts. I mean, seeing that and seeing the she marks being used in real life was like all I could imagine when I came up with the idea. So to see that, and usually I'm caught by surprise when I Mm -hmm. see it because once the companies become certified, it's kind of up to them to incorporate it into their product packaging or what have you. So um, it's always like, oh my gosh, there it is. Like I remember the first time I saw it in real life, I was driving down Sunset Boulevard in LA 
And I saw the she marks in a storefront window and I immediately wow. U-turned and <laughs> got out of the car and took a photo in front of it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, so that's always so fun. That does not get old. I can't wait to see it on more and more things um, in the future. So that's like one of the first ones that I was like, this is like actually real. <laughs> um and then the second one would be this last year introducing that new e-mark. But also alongside that, we issued our first research report. Um, I very much nerd out on a lot of reports involving women in the workplace, gender equality around the world. Um, so to put out our own report on the topic was really, really cool. What it focused on was looking at all of the governing boards on the S&P 1200, um, which is some of the top 1200 companies around the world. Um, And we looked up every individual company on the list and determined which of them had gender equitable supervisory boards. And the number was surprising. Only 8.8% of the S&P 1200 has gender equity on their boards. Oh, wow. um, so roughly 100 or so companies um, of the 1200. And vast majority of those companies are in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. And then from that, we collected a lot of other information while we were looking at that. And, and to go through and analyze it and put together all the visuals for it and actually take raw data and write a full report on it uh, was really cool. And I feel like I have a lot of admiration and empathy for all the other, like uh, all of the other people that put reports out because it's a lot of work, Um, but I'm really proud of it. And if you want to go check it out, it's on our website, theshemark.com. Um, And then, like you said, the other achievements that we've made is that we are outside of the U.S. We have the 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 vast majority of our community is all across the U.S., Um, but we do have some companies in Canada and some in Europe. And I'm hoping to expand internationally and grow around the world. Um, But that's been really fun to see as well, that kind of. we can have an international community of women-led businesses. And it's just a really cool testament to like how important this issue is around the world and not just to us here in the U S or personally in Los Angeles. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, that's just amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of those amazing milestones. I I specifically really liked uh, how you've mentioned Lately, you've been developing reports and just really using data-driven insights to see, okay, what is the current state of gender equity and equality within businesses, even the biggest businesses um, today? And I think that those statistics are really shocking for me um, uh, just to hear them for the first time right now. And uh, I think that definitely just goes to show there's so much room for improvement. And to go back to your you know, story about seeing the first um, SheMark certification on Sunset Boulevard. That's so amazing just to see how many business owners, as you said, it's a choice for them to put that certification up to see 
then really embrace it and say, hey, I am SheMark certified I'm you know, she owns, she governs and uh, I'm deciding to own it. And here it is. So that's just yeah. so amazing to see how many people have really um, taken ownership of the community and really align and want to join your mission. So I absolutely love that. And um, speaking of the companies that are now certified under the SheMark, could you share maybe a success story of a company that has been positively impacted by your certification program? Yeah. So I would say the most success I've seen is when you get founders or women that are in the same industry in a room together. And that's one of the things now that our community is large enough that we've been able to make happen. So we started what we call um, industry roundtables, where we get women that work in the same industry together in a virtual room and they're able to you know when 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 you get in the throes of an industry you have your own vocabulary your own language like there's so many things that are so specific and so many nuanced challenges that you face that sometimes when you're in a larger more general entrepreneur founder executive set like community or group, it's harder to get those answers that you need. Mm-hmm. So what I've loved to see, because I'm on all of the calls, I kind of um, help guide the conversation, but to see these women really be able to help each other out and provide tips and tricks and share information, share contacts, um, you know, share success that they've had, um, and really help each other out. That has been the greatest success that I've seen in growing a community of women-led companies. Alternatively, there's a lot that certification, like although the certifications are intended primarily to be used for individuals, right? Like a consumer to make an informed choice to support that that company, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes in the operations mm-hmm. that certifications play into. So if you have a product that you're trying to get into a retailer, for instance, um, they now retailers now have what they call supplier diversity programs where they have committed to diversifying their suppliers to include more diverse ownership demographics. So that is is um, women-owned, veteran-owned, Black-owned, disability-owned, etc. And in order to verify that you fall under one of those categories, you need a certification. So our SheMarks have been able to qualify people for those programs. Um, and those programs often come with discounts on fees, um, special promotion or inclusion or highlighting. So, and that's something that when I started this, I didn't even conceptualize in my head. I just kind of envisioned it being public facing, but the utility and the success of having that actually, you know, help a company grow behind the scenes has been really cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, just the fact that these certifications are opening, um, you know, windows of opportunity, whether that's retail partnerships or even just um, opening up 
uh, more community for these women. You know, the fact that you are able to create these spaces, start these conversations for women to share insights and collaborate um, so that everyone can kind of, in a sense, like rise together, right? So when exactly. one of us wins, we all win. So being able to create that sense of community is just so amazing. And, um, you know, you've done so much. You've been able to grow the amount of companies that have been certified un- under the she mark. So looking back on all that you've accomplished up to today, how do you see the she mark growing and expanding in the future, the community? How do I see it growing in the future? Well, I would love, um, the community to grow to a point where we have enough people in each region of a country or a state or a location to really form chapters of of community members that can actually meet in person mm-hmm. throw more regional events um like the one we had here in Los Angeles Los Angeles um and really form communities that are more uh, in person and real life. That's something I would love to see as we evolve and grow in the future. That goes beyond the U.S. as well, but would love to, um, yeah, have more of like a home like a home base community where people can actually form personal relationships with other certified companies. Um, yeah. And how else do I see it growing? I mean, I have, um, like I said earlier, we have ideas to expand into certifying more areas and more types of companies. Um, I, I really envisioned the she mark, um, being the lighthouse for gender equitable business and a trusted um, indicator that gender equality is involved in some capacity with whatever you're 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 interacting with um would love to see it you know I would love just because of the origin of the uh, the whole idea would love for you to walk into your local grocery store and see the she marks all over the place right and be able to like just shop with she certified companies that would be amazing i see it being utilized as a tool for for people that are trying to decide where they want to apply to work um utilizing it as job applicants and on the flip side as employers right and then also um grow an ecosystem of communities that can work together right behind the scenes as B2B partners um, because the community is so diverse by industry or type of of company. I see a point in the future where if you're looking for any type of vendor or service or tech platform, what have you, you're able to come and look at what companies are she's certified and choose from that list. Yes. Absolutely. That's amazing. And, um, you know, I really do see the vision. I think, as we discussed earlier, gender equality is a global issue, right? And it goes beyond LA, it goes beyond California, the US. And so I just, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I definitely agree. Like, this is the communities that you are creating, the conversations that you're starting, 
definitely should expand and we should definitely work on growing this ecosystem uh, yeah. for women in business. I really yeah. um, look forward to seeing that happen. You have shared so much today. And for all of the young women listening to our conversation today, what advice do you have for them, for those that are thinking about starting their own businesses one day? So I have two pieces of advice. Um, one is that don't feel like you need to be an expert in whatever problem you're trying to solve or whatever product you're trying to create. Um, there will be a lot you don't know how to do, um, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of resources and communities out there that will help you. And honestly, you become an expert along, along the way. Imposter syndrome is real. You're going to feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is like really that good, mm -hmm. but every great company starts out that way, right? Like it was just someone had an idea and they just jumped headfirst into it. You just have to start. And on the flip side of that, um, I would say make sure that it's something you're passionate about and that you're strongly connected to why you're doing it. And the problem that you're you're trying you're trying to solve, because the the excitement of just the idea or putting it together or even just putting it out in the world will fade. It will get hard, and it will be more and more challenging. And there will be parts about running a company that you don't like, um, or challenges that come up that you didn't anticipate. And unless you really are strongly connected to your why and have a passion for it. Um, it's going to be hard to continue. So um, just make sure that it's something you really, really care about. And don't be afraid to, you know, don't be afraid of what you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you can figure it out. I love this phrase. Everything is figure outable. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, I definitely agree. So thank you so much. Those were great, great words of wisdom. Just get started because guess what? Everything is figure outable <laughs> and, you know, make sure that whatever you do pursue is something you're passionate about because that will get you through the hard days, long nights, and, you know, it'll make sure that you can really build something that, that you can really just um, see to fruition. So that's, that's so right. amazing. Thank you so much, Sterling, for being on the show today. Where can students go to learn more about you and the amazing work you're doing at the SheMark? Thank you so much for having me, Rose. This was so fun to chat with you. Um, you can check out the SheMark at the SheMark on, on Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn and our website is theshemark.com. Amazing. Well, Sterling, thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck with everything you do at the SheMark. Thanks for your support. And that's the end of this episode with Student Entrepreneur 101. Today we learned the story behind the SheMark and listened to Sterling share valuable insights related to gender equity and business today. What did you learn from Sterling in this week's episode? What are your top three takeaways? Make sure to head over to at Student Entrepreneur 101 podcast on Instagram and share your thoughts. Do you know someone that wants to jumpstart their entrepreneurial journey? Then share this episode with them. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode because I have even more stories, insights, and value to share with you coming soon. 